afternoon, Josh. Um, curious, uh, your timing on, uh, I want to talk about the two unconventional plays, if you will. I don't know if you consider them trick plays, the uh, double pat. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, the uh, double pass and the flea flicker. Um, when you're calling those plays, um, are those specific uh, game situations? Um, or uh, is there some, uh, you know, predestined uh, use of those uh, in the playbook? I think that that would be uh, dependent on uh, the opponent. Um, and maybe what you were trying to um, <clears throat> get those get those um, plays called against, um, you know. So from one week to the next, it might not be the same, um, you know. And any time you try an unconventional type of play, um, you know, you you probably have a specific purpose in mind for it. You know, there's a reason why you feel like you want to do it um, against a certain opponent, you know, maybe a certain spot on the field because you feel like you're going to get a certain type of defense. Um, and so I think that's very dependent on the opponent, the week, um, and, and, you know, and, and the look, you know, so um, in this situation, you know, we ended up calling both of them, uh, you know, after we got into the drive, you know, a few plays and, um, and they played a defense, you know, that gave us a chance. Again, every ounce of credit goes to the players because those aren't easy plays to execute. You know, it takes a lot of little things and a lot of details um, to execute something like that, um, <clears throat> you know, under some type of pressure, um, you know, from the other side of the ball. And so our guys in both situations, I thought, did a really good job of executing the little things and the details, um, you know, the pass protection on the flea flicker was good. James White's patience was excellent. I thought Julian and Tom were on the same page, um, you know, and then on the on the throwback, you know, we had a lot of people do the right things, and um, that's what those plays normally require if you're going to have some success. So, um, no, there's not there's not a prescripted ex exact time to do it, um, you know, but you're hoping for something – uh, that you feel good about running it against when you do it, and ultimately it's going to come down to our players' execution. Terrific. Thanks, Josh. Mm -hmm. Next up is going to be Mike Reese, followed by Ben Volen. Mike, go ahead. All right. Thanks, Mark. I'm a nice audible here on the conference calls. Josh, how you doing today? Good, Mike. How you doing? Doing well. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you asking. The Titans, um, I, I want to ask you just about Dean Pease, obviously someone you know well, their defensive coordinator in Vrabel. Um, how much how much of this defense is, you know, sort of similar to what, you know, Dean Rant was running here that Mike was a part of um, as you start to study the, the Titans? I think there's, um, you know, there's there's definitely some carryover, you know, um, I know we we kind of we adjust as we go through the the course of many years here, um, you know, on all sides of the ball, um, you know. So you know, certainly, you know, they've adapted um, what you know whatever they were doing here, they've adapted it to their personnel, and you know, they've had years um, away from 
you know, New England to, um, you know, put in new things, try new things, create different things uh, to try to give the offense problems. Um, I would say the the number one thing that I can say about both of those guys and, you know, the way that this defense plays is that they're well coached, they're very sound, they're very physical and aggressive, which is, you know, something I think we always try to be here and um they don't give up many big plays. Um they're they're very, very good uh in the red zone, the best team in the league. Um, you know, they've given up the fewest points allowed uh, in the league so far this season. Uh, so that all of that sounds familiar to me. Um, and, you know, they got good players at all three levels of the defense. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. They put a lot of stress um, on the offense um, on all three downs. They don't just wait for third down to do that. Um, and they put their players in great position to be successful and and do some things to try to take advantage of whatever scheme uh, they're playing against on the offensive side of the ball. So um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Mike and Dean. Um, their staff, you know, have certainly done a good job. This is a tough place to play. We've played there a couple times. It's not an easy place to play. So getting ready to do that against this group on the road is going to be a huge challenge for us. And we've got a lot of things that we want to try to do better uh, as it is. Um, and now we've got to, you know, we've got to get ready for this group uh, as well. So, uh, big challenge. Excited to start our preparation. <clears throat> Next up is going to be Ben Volan, followed by Ryan Hannibal. Ben, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, Josh. Thanks for uh, doing this today. Yeah. Um, just want to ask you about Josh Gordon real quick. Uh, this offense is this offense is famously not uh, the easiest to pick off, especially for players who come in midstream, uh, and Josh Gordon now has 100-yard games two of the last three weeks, uh, getting four to five catches consistently every game, a lot of targets. Brady's going to him uh, in big third and fourth down situations. So from your perspective, uh, why is it working so well with Josh Gordon? Well, I first of all, I'd, I'd say we have a lot of guys that have come in here and, and picked it up well, um, you know, depending on, you know, the, varying levels of uh, prior experience in the NFL. Um, you know, he certainly has, you know, some exposure to, you know, our league and, you know, and, and what it's like to, to learn an NFL system. Um, and he's come in and worked extremely hard to do that. And I don't think there's any shortcut. Um, you know, when you come in to a new place um, kind of midstream, there's no shortcuts to try and to, um, you know, learn the nuances and intricacies of somebody's system. And so I think we just put our head down. Uh, he's done a tremendous job of doing that. Uh, he tries to learn something new every day. Um, you know, Chad O'Shea deserves a tremendous amount of credit. He spent a lot of time with him. Um, he's he's done a tremendous job of getting him caught up, um, you know, as best we can. And we're still in the growing phase. I don't think we've been together long enough to say that he has, you know, a foundation that's just, you know, you know, completely, um, you know, finished. So we're going to continue to work on that each week. He, he comes in each day. He tries to, you know, to learn more and understand his role in the game plan um, and the things that we ask of him at each position that he plays. And, you know, 
like I said, Chad and he really deserve the credit for that because they've worked really hard to do that. And, um, and ultimately, you know, his performance out there on the field, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, he's learning from every rep that we take uh, in practice and in the games. And, you know, with all of those reps and with all of that experience gained uh, comes some confidence. And with confidence, I think you can improve your performance. So, um, you know, he's just done a good job. And, and we hope that we continue to do that each week and try to, to grow uh, his foundation in our system. Next up is going to be Ryan Hannibal, and then our final question will be Evan Lazar. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, Josh. How's it going? Good, Ryan. How you doing? Good. I have a quick question about game planning. And when you have players like Sony and Rob that you might not know if they're going to play in that game during the week, how does that impact you? Do you have to almost have two game plans where you have a game plan A if they're playing and a game plan B if they're not playing? Um, you know, I think that depends, um, it, you know, it depends on, you know, which personnel we're referring to, you know what I mean? In this situation, you're talking about a tight end and a running back, but, you know, this is a very common, you know, um, occurrence for us. Um, you know, we, we have many weeks, probably more than not, where we're not a hundred percent sure exactly how it's going to finish, um, when we begin at the beginning of the week of our preparation and, you know, you have to have an open mind. I think it's one of the great challenges that we as coaches enjoy is to, you know, put together a plan that um, understanding the circumstances uh, that has enough variance in it uh, and enough flexibility that you can adjust if you need to. And I, I always say the same thing. I consider it the same as, you know, if you go to a game, you know, and somebody gets hurt on the first series, you know, you, you can't say, oh, shoot, we don't have any plays left, you know. Um, the players that provide depth at those individual positions, they're responsible for that material. They do a tremendous job of preparing hard to go in there and back up those positions, and they're ready to go every single week, and they deserve a ton of credit for that because they work hard to put themselves in, in position, whether they're starters or backups or you know, they're going to play 25% or 85%, they, they work the same. And, and they, you know, they know and understand how this league works. You know, they're always an injury away if they're a backup player, a guy who doesn't play quite as much. Um, and all of a sudden you're playing 95% of the snaps. So, um, you know, we, we hopefully we have enough flexibility within our offense. Our players almost always have to learn multiple roles each week just to be careful and protect ourselves against things like that. And, you know, that's the that's the nature of, of this league, and, and our guys are very unselfish. They enjoy the challenge of learning multiple roles and being ready to back up things if necessary. And if we have to adjust, I think the biggest thing that you can do when you have to do that is just, you know, um, you, know you, you stay calm and just, you know, that this is what we have, you know, and what we have is good enough, and that's what we have to – have to understand and our guys embrace that idea and go into each game with the, the same focus and, and mindset if that, that were to occur. And our final question for Coach McDaniels will be Evan Lazar. Go ahead, Evan. Hey, Josh. Uh, kind of along those 
same lines with the game planning. Talking to some of the players, they said that it keeps things fresh and like interesting to see what kind of plans you guys have concocted for every opponent because you guys change the offense so much week to week. Is that the same for you coaches? Is there a lot of uh, kind of excitement and creativity that goes into uh, game planning every week that you enjoy? There's, I think there's a tremendous amount of things that we enjoy. Um, You know, this is, um, we're very fortunate to have, you know, an opportunity to do this every day. Um, And relative to the game planning process, um, the number one thing you want to try to do is give your group an opportunity to be successful and achieve the goal of going down and scoring points on offense on each possession. I mean, that's the number one goal. Um, if you can make it fun and you can make it creative at the same time, then that's a tremendous benefit for everybody. Um, I think everybody enjoys that. Uh, I think coaches enjoy that. I think players enjoy that. Uh, sometimes some weeks are easier to, to do that than others. Um, I think a lot of it depends on who you're playing and what they do, the type of scheme they run, the challenges that they present. Um, but, you know, uh, I always think if you can make – learning and preparing fun and exciting um you know that kind of keeps it fresh we have a long season uh we have a long year and uh our coaches do a great job of trying to you know uh do that and and keep in mind that the number one thing we got to do is be able to go out there and execute it well so whatever we do creative or similar to what we've done before um the the focus is being able to do it well and our guys understand that and they work really hard to be able to do that. So, um, you know, hopefully we can implement a little bit of that, you know, each week and, and keep it fresh, but our guys are, are really adamant about going out there and playing well and knowing what to do and understanding their roles, regardless of what the scheme is. And, uh, you know, and, and their success is obviously of the utmost importance to us. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thank you for the time today. Thank you.